When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In this episode, the intersection of mental health and compliance in Whom Gods Destroy. Compliance, the final frontier. Tom Fox is the voyager of trekking through compliance. His mission, to explore the original series and seek out and share what it can teach you about compliance. Here's your host, Tom Fox. Episode 69, Whom Gods Destroy. In this episode of Trekking Through Compliance, we consider the episode Whom Gods Destroy, which aired on January 3, 1969, and occurred on Stardate 5718.3. Story synopsis. Kirk and Spock beam down to Elba 2 to deliver a revolutionary medicine to the insane asylum located there, which houses the 15 incorrigible insane criminals of the Federation. Elba 2 is surrounded by a poisonous atmosphere. Inmate Marta warns Kirk and Spock that their host is not really Governor Donald Corey, but they do not believe him, as she is insane. Upon viewing Corey's cell, however, Kirk and Spock discover that the inmate and former Starfleet Captain Garth of Izar has imprisoned Corey in his cell and is running the facility with the aid of the other inmates. Garth imprisons Kirk with Corey and destroys the medicines that Kirk and Spock have brought. Garth is able to change form at will using the technique of cellular metamorphosis and attempts to gain control of the Enterprise to escape and punish his former mutinous crew by impersonating Kirk. Garth is thwarted by the password Kirk has arranged with Scotty when Scotty queries Garth, who is impersonating Kirk, Queen to Queen's Level 3, Garth does not know the proper response to this problem in 3D chess. The proper response is Queen to King's level one. Garth then invites Kirk to dinner with the inmates and Mr. Spock at the banquet. The green poet inmate Marta recites Shakespeare and performs an exotic dance, which Spock finds similar to a dance performed by Vulcan school children. We found out that Garth has charted, charted more new worlds than any other man in history, and then tried to destroy Antos IV. When Kirk refuses to reveal the counter-password, Garth tortures Corey in a specially modified therapeutic chair. When Kirk still refuses, he is strapped in and tortured. However, Marta convinces Garth to let her try more persuasive techniques. She begins making love to Kirk, then attacks him with a knife. She arranges for Kirk to be freed, and he luckily steps in, and Spock luckily steps in, and Nerve pinches her before she can stab Kirk. Kirk and Spock make it to the control room where they contact the Enterprise. However, Kirk smells a rat and demands that Spock give the countersign instead of himself. Spock, who is actually Garth in his metamorphosized form, then puts the force field back on and assumes his true form as the security team cannot beam down because of the force field being in place. Kirk attempts to force the field back up, but is stunned by Garth before he can do so. 
Garth then holds a ceremony in which he declares himself emperor of the universe, Marta his consort, and Kirk as his heir apparent. He then threatens to use a powerful new explosive he has invented on Martha, Marta, who's dragged out into the poisonous atmosphere. Garth then carries out his threat and commands Spock be brought in. Spock pretends to be knocked out in his cell and then nerve pinches the two guards who have come to fetch him. He makes his way to the control room where he's confronted by what appear to be two identical Captain Kirks. Spock tries to distinguish the real Kirk from the imposter Kirk by asking what maneuver was used to defeat the Romulan ship near Tau Ceti. One Kirk correctly gives the maneuver as the Cochrane deceleration, but the other Kirk points out that this is a classic battle maneuver. The two Kirks then hash it out, and Spock is able to identify Garth when the real Kirk tells Spock to stun them both in order to ensure the safety of the Enterprise. Control of the institution is returned to Dr. Corey, and Garth and his colleagues are cured using the new drugs. Fun fact. According to an interview published in Star Trek Lives, Leonard Nimoy complained about the discrepancies in the script of this episode, including the inconsistencies in his own character. He blamed the director for making changes in the script to focus on action rather than intelligent problem-solving and felt the changes were a form of lying to the audience. He also complained about Spock not being able to tell a difference between the real Kirk from the imposter. Nimoy was so upset, he sent the memo to both the producer, Freddie Friedberg, and the Paramount television executive in charge of production, Douglas S. Kramer. Unfortunately, his thoughts were not heeded. So what are some of the interesting tidbits from this episode? Well, it's the only episode where Spock performs a simultaneous double Vulcan nerve pinch on two distinct alien species. In this episode, a human, Garth, performs a Vulcan neck pinch while impersonating Spock, although it is possible that Marta is playing along with the deception. This is also one of four episodes where Leonard Nimoy plays a character other than Spock. Those others were, of course, is there no... Truth and Beauty, Return Tomorrow, and Mirror, Mirror. Interestingly, in the United Kingdom, the BBC skipped this episode in all runs of the series through the early 1990s due to its content. I mentioned at the start of this podcast, it was uh, on the intersection of uh, mental health and compliance. Well, an official BBC statement uh, read, quote, after careful consideration, a top-level decision was made not to screen the episodes entitled the Empath, Whom Gods Destroy, Plato's Stepchildren, and Miri, uh, all because of the unpleasantly, uh, they dealt most unpleasantly with already unpleasant subjects of madness, torture, sadism, and disease. Whom Gods Destroy was finally shown for the first time in January 19, 1994. The UK satellite channel Sky had already acquired the rights to the band show before the BBC did. Contrary to popular belief, the Tellarites and TOS had three fingers. Even in this episode, the fingers were sleeker in appearance than they were in Season 2. And this is the last appearance of the Orions in a live uh, episode or movie until Enterprise Borderland. So lots uh, going on in this episode. I hope you'll take a look at it and reconsider it, perhaps. So what are the compliance takeaways from this episode? Well, uh, first of all, um, do you have audit rights for your third parties? Uh, I hope you do. They have been standard at least since the 
2012 release of the FPA, FCPA Resource Guide, jointly produced by the Department of Justice and the Securities and Exchange Commission. But more importantly, if you have audit rights, have you actually exercised them? <clears throat> you have to use them if you have them. Yes, you may find something nefarious going on, but it would be well better served, and you would be well better served to know about it, rather than having no audit rights and not knowing, or even worse, having audit rights and never having exercised them. Why wouldn't you want to know what your third parties are doing on your behalf? Remember, you have audit rights in every contract with uh, third parties. If you pay someone money, you always have the right to audit to make sure that you are getting fair value for what you paid. So, Uh, Do you have audit rights and have you exercised them? Do you have an audit program or protocol for your third parties? Number two, high risk does not mean you can move forward. It just means you have to have a robust robust risk management strategy. And here, uh, think about the uh, prison here. It has a force field, obviously, as all uh, penal colonies have, but it's also surrounded by a poisonous, gaseous atmosphere. So even with all of that, uh, Kirk and Scotty had a backup uh, risk management strategy of a sign and countersign. Uh, that saved uh, Garth from being able to uh, beam aboard the Enterprise. And I think it's an important lesson to remember that simply because something's high risk does not mean you can't do it. You just have to manage it more closely. And finally, the scene between uh, Spock and the two Kirks. Do you go with your gut or do you logically figure it out? Spock, uh, Leonard Nimoy said it should have been logically figured out, but it wasn't. I hope you'll join us in our next episode of Trekking Through Compliance when we take a look at Let That Be Your Last Battlefield. If you enjoyed this episode of Trekking Through Compliance, you can help it grow by sharing it with the biggest Trek fan you know. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.